Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Steyer, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. Uh, I am Jennifer Steyers. I'm here with Sidekick Brad today. What up? Uh, We are... uh, we are so glad we are ending out 2020 here. So we, uh, our God. final podcast of 2020, uh, some some relief here to, to finally get this year behind us. But uh, we did feel that it was probably appropriate to start getting prepared and start preparing everybody uh, for the new year. Uh, and that doesn't mean go buy toilet paper. It doesn't mean you can yeah. only buy two packages anyway. So. Uh, seriously, I was in it. Costco the other day and it was sold out. There was no toilet paper. It's insanity. It's ha- and then I went to Amazon to get some and it's like $45 I'm for four it. rolls. Yeah, we're over all this. Uh, so, uh, That's so, good toilet paper. Yeah, so we're over toilet paper crises and everything else. Uh, but I do uh, I do know that it's had this, this whole year has had such an impact on dating and love and relationships. Uh, and I don't even want to say dating because it's everything. I mean, the amount of people that came for counseling after quarantine was unbelievable. I mean, it 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 was a wake up call for everybody to look at their relationship and who they were. Uh, we we uh, we stay so busy that I'm not really sure that that people actually know who they are anymore. So we are going to reboot. We're going to just kind of do a get everybody kind of a restart for 2021. Uh, Although we are going in with some of the same challenges. So we still have a pandemic out there. We still have to date differently. We still have to find love differently. And so guidelines, yes. Steps to get there, yes, we can do all that. But at the same time, we're we're just going to be doing it differently, right? It looks that way. I mean, it, it it is that way. So so everybody, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you guys uh, some some pointers today, and I'm gonna give you guys some homework, uh, some things you can work on. Homework is good. Uh, homework is a good thing. So just some things to write down. And your kids are home working on their homework anyway. So. Exactly. I know all my clients get homework. They all everybody get homework. Gets homework. Uh, but it's it's how we work on ourselves. I mean, it's great that you all are here and you're spending you know 45 minutes with us and getting whatever information you're getting. But it's good to do the work outside of here. So I'm going to give you guys some things today to help you outside of the podcast to help you when you're in a quiet moment, so you can figure out you know the things that you need to figure out for your own self. Uh, and I think Brad's uh, got Facebook up, so uh, he's going to yes, be watching. Yes, we have to say hi to Stevie, Kim, Ron. Hi, everybody. Eric says he loves homework. He does love homework. <laughs> All my clients love Give homework. Give Eric a lot of homework, do you? <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves homework. Um, adult homework, so Whoa. different. Um, okay, so, uh, so first, the I'm first blushing. thing we're going to talk about uh, and this is super important for anybody that's been in a relationship, that's been in a marriage, maybe going through a divorce, or I hate to say this, but for many of you that haven't been dating that much during COVID, relearning yourself, relearning who you are and what you bring to the table is going to be super important. So when you sent me that, it made me start thinking, so can you walk us through kind of some what does that really mean? Because I think there's a lot of us out there that are like, 
I'm tired of myself. I've been in myself <laughs> in quarantine. I'm in my house. Like I, I trust right. me. I know myself and, and I'm, oh, I'm over it. So right. what are some of those things that to, to do for homework, if you will, to relearn yourself? Well, relearning yourself is really the basic concept of you're not who you were a year ago. Nobody's the same as they were a year ago. I'm sorry, but COVID changed everything and everybody. So nobody's the same uh, pre, pre and, and we're not even post COVID yet, but yeah. nobody's the There's same only gonna as be they like were. A few days. And, and yeah, <laughs> and even, even in different relationships and marriages, we are different in each relationship, which is, which is a great thing. But some of the things that we, uh, we don't want to carry things over from one relationship to another. And that may be baggage. Yep. Uh, that may be beliefs about who we are, what that relationship is, what, who you are, you know, just for example, here is an example. Um, people that have children as you do, and your mm -hmm. children are growing, but some of you that have children that have your whole life has been dedicated to raising your kids. When your kids leave the house, who you are, you need to relearn who you are because you'll always be a mom and you'll always be a dad, but you're stepping into a new place in your life where you are independent. You're no yep. longer, your life does not revolve around a hundred percent. More freedom, more Raising time. your children. Yeah. So you need to learn who you are and what you want. And a lot of people, Brad, put their lives on hold. They don't date. They do. They don't get into uh, serious relationships until they've raised their children. I yeah. hear, I've read too, a lot of people feel some some sort of disappointment because now they're not as needed as they have been because their kids always needed them for yes. something, right? Yeah, you emotional support or a, a roof over their head or whatever it was. And now all of a sudden they're gone and the room's empty and the house is quiet. And they're like, oh man, now what do I do? Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is go out and seek somebody that needs yeah. you and get yeah. in a codependent relationship. That's exactly, which we're yeah. going to talk about. Yeah, which yeah. Talk about. So, uh, so relearning yourself is really saying, who am I today? And uh, we've done this a million times. We've talked about this a million times. The whole I am thing, the whole I am exercise, if you wrote down a hundred I ams, uh, I am uh, happy, I am peaceful, I am stable, I am... What, whatever it, you know, it, whatever your I am list is, uh, you should be doing that on a regular basis because it changes with every relationship. It changes with jobs. It changes with life sure. changes. It changes with roles that you have in your life, like with your kids, you know, being a mom, a dad, all of those things. Interestingly enough, when I have people do the I am exercise, I don't let them put their roles in there for that reason. Like they're not allowed to put in their right. list. I am a mom. I am, you know, a sister. Right. I am whatever, because you're not that, that, that is a role in your life, but that's not who you are. That's not who God made you to be. And yep. so the list needs to be traits of who you are uh, today. And that, like I said, that changes. And, and I would just venture to say, it's, it's who we are has changed a lot through this pandemic and through isolation and through everything in our life changing. 
Um, so, so much has happened from a psychological standpoint. There's too much to go into. We weren't meant to go through the things that we went through psychologically this past year. So everybody's changed. You've changed. So even if you've done this before, even if you were a client of mine and did this a year ago, do it again. Uh, because you need to relearn yourself. You need to know who you are going into a new relationship. You need to, we're going to talk about being worthy, feeling worthy. Sure. But if you don't know who you are and you don't know what you bring authentically and uniquely to the table, then you're going to get in the wrong relationship. You're not going to get in a, a, a good relationship. I think, you know, I think also one of the other things you have here on our list that we're, that we're kind of working through is that I think will also help you relearn yourself is, and, and expand on this is try different things, mm -hmm. you know, do something different than you have in your past because right. you'll learn more about yourself. Right. And, yes. and you'll learn different things about yourself. So, you know, one of the things you had said on here is, is have an open mind. Yeah. And we're going to get into that because what I meant, you're 100% right. Try different things, have an open mind. But, but when I said, try different things, have an open mind, I meant by that, that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And people have patterns of love and relationships. You need to do something different if you want something different. And that's what? where people, that's a novel I idea. Know, that's, I, it's so <laughs> simple. But that's where people came go up wrong that? is because they get in the familiar, they get comfortable with something that may not be healthy for them, that may just be dysfunctional for them. And that's a pattern too, right? You yeah. just, you just start to accept that that's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. Uh, I shouldn't expect anything more, anything less. And then you run into the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Well, that's where people get defeated is when yeah. they keep choosing the wrong thing and they don't change the pattern. And then they go to think that everybody is the same or every relationship is the same or all men are going to cheat or all women are going to use me or, right. you know, it, 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 that's where we get into that kind of thinking. If you don't change your patterns and you don't try something new, then you're never going to find out. And people get so caught up in this chemistry thing, Brad, and I've, we've talked about this a million times. Yep. People get so caught up in this whole idea of, um, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not, I just did a post on this today, actually, where there's people are saying, I'm not feeling it. It doesn't, when you're, when you're in it, when you're used to toxic relationships, all of the drama and the chaos and everything that you're used to feeling isn't there. So you, people think it's boring. They think like a healthy relationship is boring because yep. it's not filled with all those things that you really don't want anyway. But but in the light of somebody healthy, where there isn't that drama, people don't know. They Number one, like, wait, they don't this? know what to do with it. Number <laughs> two, right. they think they're not attracted to it. That's when they go, there's no chemistry. No, there's no triggers. Right. You're not being triggered. Well, then that's back it's to, that's back to try different things. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying. You know, work through this and, and enjoy it. So you've got to try different things and different people. If if the kind of people that you've been finding are uh, egotistical, narcissistic, um, you know, overbearing partners, go for the opposite. I guarantee what? you'll find a way to meet in the middle eventually, but try going for something completely different yeah. than what you would have gone for and try that on. Just try that on and see how that fits and feels because there are parts of that you, you will like. Like you'll say, well, you know what? That was not the right guy or girl for me, but I love the stability. I loved being able to depend on that person. 
I loved that, you know, th that they were consistent, consistency, big word. So you may like qualities that you've never had before. So you've gotten to experience something different. And now you have, now you have something to put on that list of knowing what you want. Yeah. which is another one of the things that I feel like you everybody needs to do is get very, very clear on what you want, right? And if you've never had something, you don't even know that you want it. If you don't even, if you haven't had it, right. you don't know what's missing. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And that's why those relationships that didn't work out, the ones where, you know, people think they wasted their time or years of their life, and some people did, um, but, but you didn't completely waste it because you learned something about yourself. You learned things that you liked. You learned things that you didn't like. You learned what you want and what you didn't want. Right. And sometimes getting that list together of what you want might be easier for some of you people that are pessimistic to go start with the what you don't, don't want. want. Right. Yeah. And I think that comes from back what you said at the first, which is where you're coming from. Right. If you're coming from a, a tough exactly. relationship, then you're probably going to say, I don't want this versus I do want this. Right. So. I don't know how you got so smart, but no, I just, I just, I just fall, I fall into I, it. I love it. I love it. No, he is wise. Um, but that is exactly right. Um, so I want to talk about one of these on our list because I think it's very important. Um, you've talked about it a lot on the show. I think you've had guests on to talk about, it, but I think it's very important, especially with 2020 as suck ass as it has been. Sorry for the language, but it has been a suck ass year is don't go try to find someone to save you. Yeah. And I think that people could fall into that really easily this year because of the fact that we have been in a weird spot this whole year. Right. You know, whether it's job loss, relationship loss, being mm -hmm. uh, alone or being forced to not see your loved ones, family yes. or whatever. So, you know, talk us a little bit about you can't go get saved. You need to save yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody's here to save you. Right. I mean, it, that when you go, when you go into a relationship to get saved, you're not whole. You're looking for somebody to, to fill a space in you that only you can fill or only God can fill. And so it, you have to be whole and healthy before you can be in a relationship with somebody else. There is, we, guys do it too. Girls, girls and guys do it a little different, I think, but nobody's here to save you. And we're not here to save somebody else. It's not your job guys right. to save a woman. Um, I think that's where guys get led astray sometimes and end up in bad patterns too is that whole saving yeah. thing is that they we want to be the knight in shining armor in distress because right. you need to <clears throat> you need something for your ego or to lead yep. and um and uh, then you end up attracting the wrong woman and then down the road when she's unable to give back when she's taking 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 that's what you asked for you know because you wanted to save her you can't save her and know? i think the other thing you've taught me is that it's also what you accept right because you're the one that is accepting what is in your relationship. And that goes for relationships of friends, parents, whatever. You have the ability to fix the situation if you feel like it needs to be fixed. Right. Period. I mean, that's, mm. and that's back to, you know, another one on here that I think is very important, which hopefully most of us have gotten a hold of, which is be able to be alone. Well, <laughs> so. that's, I mean, that's part, that's part of it. But, you know, I don't want to move too far past this saving thing because it's really important that you learn to be whole and healthy on your own. And we can't need anything 
but somebody that's going to elevate us beyond where we already are, right? If there's something missing or you need somebody for any other reason but true love, then you're going into it with the wrong intention. So that's, so, all, that's all I wanted to say. Didn't well, I think it's very, it's very good too. And there's a lot of people agreeing with you. So Desiree says, excellent point. You have to be happy with yourself first. Someone should add to your happiness, not be your happiness. Right. So that's very good. Karen says she doesn't want a savior. She already has one. That's <laughs> right. Good. You know, what yes. she wants is a partner to finish strong in this thing we call life. Yeah. You know, and I think those are two excellent points kind of on wrapping up what you're saying. Can so. I just embellish on that? Because that's a really, that is something I think everybody learned this year, at least I hope you did, that, you know, a lot of people that were single through the pandemic, uh, you know, that that strength, that that strength and, and power is, a, you know, that we get from having a partner is so important. Mm -hmm. And the people that were without it during the pandemic really, really felt it. I mean, I did a lot of counseling during yeah. that time. Um, so it's really important to know and to understand that you're stronger together. All of you that are so wildly independent, it's great that you can stand on your own. It's great that you can support yourself. It's great that you have your own job, house, and car, and money, and you don't need a man for that. I hear ladies saying that a lot. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about support and strength and being stronger together as a partnership. Sure. And so remember that as you're as you're going forward and putting yourself out there, yep. you know, as to what you want. It's not about going to find somebody to complete us it's really it's really about you know finding somebody who who uh who adds to what you already have it's right ex exactly right and i'm gonna i just want to pop in here and and you know i think the opposite is true too for for those of us that are for people who struggle with the alone thing is is i read a book <clears throat> quite some time ago that talked about embrace the quiet uh -huh. Like we get so want to hustle and bustle and we got to go do this. And if I don't have someone in my life and if I don't have this and, and we all need to take some of this time in the next few weeks and embrace the quiet. If you're at home and you're by yourself, turn everything off, you know, just let your mind kind of relax in the quiet, be with yourself, be in that moment and just kind of chill for a little while. You know, we don't do enough of that either. And this is an excellent opportunity to do that because we got to stay home yeah. for the most part. So. No, it's true. Elizabeth jumped in here and she says, the pandemic has forced me to confront myself, learn who I am and what I want and deserve. That's one good thing that's come out of it. That's awesome. So that's, yeah. half, that's half full. Because it has forced so many people to be quiet that weren't quiet, that weren't still, that mm -hmm. were always going. Um, and then there's those people and like me, like I'm perfectly happy on my own. Like I'm... I don't need to go out and do things to feel complete and happy. I can, I'm very happy being home with my music and doing my stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but on that note, I guess my whole point of saying that is there's a lot of you like that, that are very happy alone. Don't get too happy alone. I mean, nothing is better than a partnership. So you don't want to, you don't, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that is one thing I wanted to bring up today as far as moving forward don't get too comfortable alone. So many of you have, and you don't want you partnerships are, I mean, not somebody fought me on Not everybody wants a partnership, right? People are happy single. <laughs> okay. If you're happy single, don't follow me because you know, I, that's well, not but what I think we it's, talk I, about. 
it's I, a valued it's a valid argument but i think what you're also saying is i think and this is you can throw the science out not me but it's pretty well been proven that humans want a relationship we need it i you mean know, well god um, made eve for adam i mean because i mean because we yeah. need each other and and that is that is true. And we become so fiercely independent that mm -hmm. we're so happy single. We don't want somebody. That attitude is going to get you nowhere. It is. And it, right. it's, it, it actually is going to repel people from you. So, so I, like I said, I, I, I'm not, I don't speak to people that want to be single. If you want to be single threshold, that's fine. That's a choice. I don't know why you'd be watching this though. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand. I don't but, know why you're following a matchmaker. I, I don't know. Relationship. Yeah. So, um, so having said that, um, you know, the other thing is, and here it kind of rolls right into that. So those might be those people like be, be willing to be vulnerable because that's what it takes to, to have love and to be in a relationship. So many people are so surface these days that they go on these dates. They're asking the surface questions. We talked about it last week. They're not getting to the real stuff. I mean, knowing each other, connecting with somebody's soul is what's most important. And in order to do that, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be, you have to open yourself up. Well, could you get hurt? Absolutely. But no risk, no reward. You know, I mean, eventually it's going to pay off. The right person's going to show up, but you have to show yourself, be willing to, to expose who you really are and how you feel and what you, what you think about, you know, you have to be vulnerable in order to find love. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, mean it if is you're a, not it willing to put yourself out there, necessity. then it's not going to happen, mm -hmm. you know? So, so the other thing is, and having said that this is so important is that, you know, you, 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 uh, are the common denominator in every one of your relationships. Right. So, so many people I me. see, yeah, they'll say <laughs> he was this or she was this. And I keep finding, you know, all men are this way or all women do this. Guess what? You're attracting them. And I've said this a million times. Mm -hmm. You're the one attracting them. You're the common denominator. So if you are continuing to attract the same people, you need to change something in you and you need to look at your patterns, which we're going to get into at least a few of them. You need These to be able good. to look at those patterns and change those patterns or nothing else will change. Right. Uh, that's what Jenny says. She says, I want a partnership, but I learned to be content on my own, mm -hmm. but it just took a long time for her to get to that point. And yeah. that's that self-reflection and stuff. So let's get into some of these patterns because I think these are good. Um, and these are kind of correlate to those, what were they attractiveness? What remember we did a podcast on the, on the type of attractiveness you have, and it's sort of tied into the love languages and all that stuff. But let's start with this first one. It's called the caregiver. So that's basically the person that wants to fix the other person. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Tell us, tell us how we can recognize, I guess. Two parts, right? We need to recognize if we're the caregiver or if we're looking or attracting the caregiver. Yeah. And most often, um, let's just look at it from a personal standpoint. If you're a caregiver, and this is often people that come from backgrounds of abuse or addiction in their family or codependent, which is from addiction, often mm -hmm. uh, codependent families. Um, so from the codependency standpoint, the, this is the people that are caregivers. So you find all the people that are broken uh, that you think you can fix. And I guarantee, you know, people are relating to this right now because there's so many people that are caregivers out there. Right. And, uh, 
And like I said, it comes from having coming from a broken home. But if you're a caregiver, you need to know that only two whole healthy people coming into a relationship can have a healthy relationship. You can't fix anybody. You can't change anybody. If, if somebody needs to be fixed or changed, they need to do it themselves. That's right. They need to want to do it themselves. They need to own it. They need to see it and they need to acknowledge it and, and take the action. Nothing you can do can change that. And I think the big thing I need to say here is you can't love somebody enough to want to, to, to change them or to fix them. Right. I know so often people think about if I love them enough or if I, they just need love, they just need understanding. No, they just need to do the work. Yeah. I mean, like the quote in here is this, if I could just get them to blank, they would be much better off. Right. So that's the thinking they go into the relationship right. is, oh, I could just get them to do this. It'll all be perfect. Yeah. We'll be happily ever after. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a great point. If yep. they would just do this, we'd be happy. Yep. No, that's that's trying to change who they are. And that's so. the whole point of, of of this particular type of, I guess it's a personality or a relationship or whatever, is that they don't. So then you get the resentment on the other side from the caregiver because they're not, they can't fix them. Yeah. And then, you know? yeah. And then the person that's trying to be fixed is feeling controlled. Yep. And so they're going to rebel, rebel, and it's never going to work. You know, um, if you're a caregiver, if that's a pattern that you can relate to, you find fixer uppers, uh, you need to, <laughs> you need to read flip or um, flop. Great book. Great book. I would recommend uh, Melanie Beatty's Codependent No More. It's an awesome, really old book, but it's basic. It's totally basic. So I would recommend that book to anybody who finds a fixer-uppers. I like that. Mm -hmm. I think so, there's a show about those, aren't there? Like the fixer-upper? Yeah, we could, we could do that. Relationship fixer-uppers. <laughs> um, okay, so, so getting into the opposite now is the alpha. Oh, yeah. So this is, um, this is the opposite pattern of the caregiver. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when you want to be the one in charge. So we, you know... Mm -hmm. we, Tend to see that. And, and I think what's interesting is in this article that you sent is it's like pretty much everything. Like it's rules. There's habits in a relationship where it, it comes down to even like where we go to eat. Right. What we do when we get there all like it's beyond planning. Like you talk about guys plan a date. Right. This is nope. We're just going to do it this way. And guess what? That's the way it is. You know, it's interesting because this is one that really has to be thought through because if you're an alpha, you need to understand where you're needing to control things because that's that as an alpha, that's that is your that is your role. And I know there are some men because of course men are more alpha than women, I'd although there are some women enough. that are. But some of you alpha men, um, the controlling part really turns off women. It really um, you. You it's 2020 to, boys. <laughs> you don't want to be making every decision for a woman. You don't want to be dictating things. I've, I've, I have definitely seen, I've actually seen it recently. Um, it's, it's really important not to be that. I mean, you, you can't be controlling. So where does that, does that, how to, where does that pattern? You said more males. Is that, where does that come from? Is that from a controlling mommy? Is that from a, a power position in their workplace? It is comes it from an out of control life attitude. Or? It's, no, it, it comes from not having like a background of not having control somewhere in their life. Um, and again, that it, makes sense. And so, 
they learned they learned that if they control things, they could control what happened to them and how they felt yep. and their emotions. So they go to the extreme. So yeah, I mean, it could be anything in a background with abuse, with neglect, anything like that. They've learned to, they've learned to control. If I control my emotions, if I manipulate what I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, and doing, I can change the situation. Yep. And so, and it'll work better for me. And yeah, but you know, but there's a there's a give and take. But I think where this is appealing for women, where women tend to fall into this trap, is that women want a leader. So the alpha male right. tends to be very attractive to a woman, even professional women that make decisions all day. They want that alpha male that can make those decisions, that can take control, that can say we're doing this or I've got this planned or whatever. But if it gets to a point where it's overbearing, where they're making, right, then it just, you're not going to do that, yeah. or I'm not okay with you doing that, or you're not going to spend your money that way, or, you know what I now mean? Now you're just being a jerk. I mean, it just, it goes beyond. Alpha's alpha. So yeah. it's all part of yeah. the, it's all part of the package. So again, ladies, this would be something I would tell you is if you want that alpha man, you need to think about, put your boundaries around it, right? You want him to lead here, but you need him to be open in other areas, right? Because nobody wants to be uh, dominated or controlled because well, that will push somebody away. Depends on the situation, I guess. Okay, bro. I'm not even going there. I'm not even going <laughs> Comic there. relief. Comic uh, relief. All right. So let me ask you this. Is there matches for an alpha? Like what type of personality kind of goes? Is a caregiver good for an alpha or is that oil and water? So here's the thing. So an alpha, like a strong alpha that would want to control everything would be, would definitely have somebody attracted to them that is very insecure, that doesn't, isn't, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't want to make decisions. I don't want to like, it doesn't feel worthy. Do. Right. Can't, yeah. Can't make decisions, doubts themselves. Um, they would, they, but then the alpha has somebody who's weak and that's not going to work long-term either. So you guys know that are alphas, that you've attracted these women that initially you've been able to lead and control, but then down the road, you don't like the fact that she doesn't have anything. She doesn't have two feet to stand on. She's like a puppy dog. She's completely dependent on yeah. you and you don't want that either. So yeah. everybody, there's a happy medium in all this. Yep. Yeah. So the, what's the next one? The next one is the parent. Okay, got it. And do we have any uh, do we have any comments? Ron says yes. I'm an alpha, just not that kind of alpha. Ginny <laughs> um, comes back in and says alphas are wanted, but knuckle draggers need not apply. <laughs> so, no clubs. <laughs> so no, thank you. So the parent. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. I would hope people would understand, but that oh, let me take care of you, and it's a little different than the caregiver, though. Right. Right. So walk us through the parent. Well, you know, I, I think this tends to be women. If you've ever heard that you're a nag, um, this would be you. This this would be you. And where it comes from is you just trying to be the responsible one. And, uh, you know, maybe that was your role in your family. Uh, like they said, eldest is, is a lot, you know, like the eldest child who had to be responsible for their younger siblings can fall into this. But the last thing that somebody wants is to feel like they're in a relationship with their parent. It's a total yeah. turnoff. It's funny you said that because down here, the romantic example is are you nagging your partner about paying the bills cleaning up not loading the dishwasher correctly blah 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 and it says 
that's apparent. And I wrote as my bullet point, it just sounds like a wife to me. <laughs> uh, just kidding, ladies. Don't don't send emails. It's just a joke. Just yeah, a joke. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, that you know, that would not be uh that's not a desired trait. So if that's if that's you, if you've been uh if you've been the nag and it could be a man, could be a guy sure too. It could. I tend I tend to believe this is more women. They're more motherly. And I think the intentions are good to correct somebody, to keep them in line. Um, but it's not romantic or sexy and you'll quickly, right. it'll quickly get rid of that spark. Yeah. Because like you said, they don't want to crawl in bed with their parent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we've got the codependent. So, um, a lot of you fall, a lot of you fall into the codependent, uh, category. Uh, so again, we've already kind of chatted about this. This comes from having, uh, having backgrounds of abuse, neglect, or addiction in your family most often. Uh, so um, the codependent pattern is needing to be needed. Simple in a nutshell, it could come from, I mean, it could come from parenting, like you had talked about, you know, with the, with the overbearing parent. You know, you, you've, you've spent your life raising children and you've needed to be needed. These are the people that, whose life revolved around their children and everything they did revolved around their children. When they get out on their own, they don't know who they are. The children you're talking about. No, when the adults get out on when their adults, own okay. and the kids are gone, they no longer have their children codependent upon them. Right. And they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. They don't have anybody to be codependent with. So, yeah. So they need to be needed. So they end up, they end up seeking out a codependent relationship where they're needed. Yeah. And then you wonder why you don't have somebody you can stand on their own two feet or be consistent or be supportive. Uh, that's when you're going to attract people that aren't you know, that aren't good for you. And like some of the things that they, they say in here is they stop having their own friends or activities or, oh, yeah. so like it is, it is okay to do your own thing within a relationship. That's in fact, you, you probably need to do some of that, mm -hmm. you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of stuff. You know, it doesn't mean you always do it because as you've said, guys are bad about that. Oh, we're going to play golf and then we're going to watch a football game and then we're going to hang out with the boys and then she's at home with the kids, right, there's that you know, there's opposite. that piece too. So. Yeah, and uh, well, that's where marriages fall apart. That's where yeah. they go like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, my parents are like that. Like they do everything together. They don't even go to the grocery store without each other. If my mom needs something, my dad will drive her to the grocery store. But this kind of cute, of the isn't car. it? It's uh, for. I mean, I'm sure she needs time away from him. I mean, <laughs> God, um, love you, Dad, if you're watching. But I'm sure that they both need time away from each other. Um, but, but. That, but that works for them. I mean, they've been married in July. They've been married for almost 60 years, 59 hey, years. Something's working. It's working yeah. for them. So if codependent meets codependent or whatever that is. So do you think codependent correlates with like an acts of service quality time love language? Or is there, or is codependence not healthy? Because to me, it sounds a lot like quality time. Codependent is more of a, from a space of lack. Okay. Where quality okay. time is more about, I mean, the love languages sense. are more about how you received love and what love right. is to you. Um, where codependency is what you didn't get. So it's, gotcha. it's, it's coming out of a need and out of a, out of an absence of something. Right. Yeah. Now this one, I'm sure everyone has experienced, which is the push pull. 
mm-hmm. breakups and makeups. So there's this drama that you kind of talk about, ah, hell with it, I'm done with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, he's calling before he gets to the edge of town. Those are the toxic ones. Yeah. Those are those toxic relationships. Those are the ones push, pull, you know, you're in a toxic relationship, you break up. You get back together because you either just wrote about this the other day. You think you're afraid you're going to be alone. You're not going to find somebody better. You're too old, you know, or you're doubting yourself or you're doubting your decisions about it. I mean, the push pull is a, that's the waste of time. That's the, those are the people, those are the relationships where you're going to completely lose your life and lose out on possibly something of value because you wouldn't have gotten out of it if you were supposed to be in it. Ah, so tell us a little bit about how do we recognize that one? That's easy. Is it? Okay. So, so tell us how we recognize that one. I mean, that's the, that's, those are the, these are the people you can't, the relationships you can't let go of. These are the people that you get, you find that have broken up with somebody and then they end up getting back together with them with, over and over. So they break times. up with you. They haven't really cut it's ties Rachel and with Ross. that person. Do what? It's Rachel and Ross. Maybe. I'm just uh, but, but yeah, so, but, but those, those are unhealthy relationships. I mean, you've got it. You shut the door, get closure and move on. You, uh, and recognize where the toxicity was. Those are toxic. Those, those push pull relationships are your most toxic relationships. If you got out for a reason, remember the reason you got out, remember the things, always keep in mind the things that you didn't want. There's still things you don't want and don't get back in. Don't be pulled back in, let it go and move on with new information, but, but staying in that is, is, is toxic, is absolutely toxic. So let's, we only have about 10 minutes left. So I'd love to get into some questions, some homework for you guys. So you can start letting go of patterns, start uh, recognizing what patterns you have, uh, or you might be in so you can change them because the only way to move forward, to change what you're attracting, to change what relationships you're right. you're you're in or getting involved in, is to change your patterns. Well, um, I think an important thing too is for folks to remember is this is not a critical. These are just situations and types of relationships that people get involved in. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily good, bad, or indifferent or whatever. But you need to recognize if you're in these patterns so that you can potentially stay away from them, right? Well, and, and get healthy. I mean. I mean, it's, I guess some of them are bad, but you know what I'm saying. Most of these at any extreme are bad. Right. They're, sure. they're not, these are not, patterns are not good. I don't, I always think there's some level of codependency or that we can call interdependency. So it's not co, but uh, interdependency is good. And there's always some level of us needing each other in a relationship. Right. But if it goes to an extreme, then it's bad. When if I we're controlling look... our alpha to an extreme, it's bad. That's right. So all of these to an extreme are bad. If there's in, you know, but the only one again that I would just stand in is that toxic push pull. Right. That's it's it, it, if you broke up with somebody, if you've ended something, you need to get closure. You need to understand these things. I'm going to go over with you now. Um, so. Uh, do you have the same relationship patterns in all areas of your life? This is an important question for a reason, because some people, many people can be per, per, uh, perfectly functional in different, like in their work life, they can have boundaries in their, um, in their friendships, they can have boundaries, but boy, when they get in a relationship, they have none. So what, right. when you look at your patterns 
your patterns can be completely different relationally. Right. So you need to look at that and say, is this a pattern I have in all areas of my life, right? Work, home, family, relational. And if it's a pattern you have in all of them, obviously it's, it's, it is, it is, is a strong pattern. It's you. you. <laughs> it's something you need to change. Yeah. But most often, and I will say this, most often people have mostly relational patterns. That's typically what I found counseling for the past 25 years. A lot of the patterns are relational. So people can have perfectly functional boundaries or patterns in other areas of their life, but relationally they don't. You got, then you've got to say, does my relationship pattern change? Oh, that's weird. I just said, does my relationship change versus work, social, romantic? Right. Um, what triggers cause my pattern to go negative or unhealthy? Okay. So these are your triggers. So, um, so what, um, what are the triggers that, uh, that, that cause the codependency? What are the triggers that cause you to attract that certain type of person? Um, that's where you need to understand, this is where the relational stuff comes in. This is where you need to understand why you're choosing that relationally, why you're choosing that person, why you need that personality trait, why you need that caretaker, or why you need that alpha, or why you need that codependent. That's your thing. Those are your triggers. Those are your wounds, so to say. Mm. So you need to understand what those wounds are that are causing the pattern. Right. Make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. All right. And that's back to the very first thing you start, thought of, started with, if I could speak, and that <laughs> is self-reflection and right. taking time to look in the mirror and go through this stuff. Right. That's really what you're talking about. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, the one question that, and so hopefully you guys are writing these down. So what are the triggers? Um, and how does my relationship pattern change uh, when you engage in conflict. Um, so this is, this is all, this is really a trigger here too. So, um, when you, when you have a conflict, this is where a lot of things come out. This is where your wounds come out. So this is a great place for you to say like, okay, maybe when you've, when somebody's broken up with you, what do you do? Yeah. Like what's what, your, what's your what is your reaction right. to the breakup? Yeah. If somebody abandons you or dismisses you or ghosts you, what is your reaction to that? Right. That's a super important thing to understand. You've got to know because your reaction is you. It's not about what they did. We can it's, only control our reaction. It's you. That's right. Yeah. So so that's where you need to understand where, where you're rolling into this pattern and how you're playing into it and needing whatever it is that you're that you're seeing. Well, I think you can also look at that. You know, you bring up a really great point. I think you can also look at that in every conflict, your work conflicts. How do you handle your work conflicts or challenges at work or challenges with a family member? Uh, you know, if that pattern is being shown in each one, then we're right back to, oh, it's me again. Yeah. Because I think you will, especially with conflicts, I think we all tend to handle conflicts almost the same way regardless of relationship. That's just me. I don't have any science like she does, but that's just me. You know, are you reactive or avoidant, you know, or, avoidant yeah. or whatever the case may be? And, yeah. and you tend to do that across any conflict. So, 
you can and you might not. So I, I really stand in this yeah. and you need to ask yourself this because this is the important part for you because this isn't us, it's you. How do you handle conflict? How do you handle the trigger? What is your reaction to it? Because that's your reaction. So that's your wound and that's what you, that's why we're asking that question today. And that's if you could examine that and understand where that's coming from, because I do feel that people are more isolated relationally. They tend to have, like I said, healthy patterns, healthy boundaries, healthy attitudes about things. I mean, they may feel like, you know, I can trust people at work. I can trust my family. I can trust my friends, but I can't trust men or women. Right. And, and so those are your wounds. So that's, those are the things, those beliefs that you have about a relation, about relationships. Those are the things you, you need to look at. Those are your wounds. Those are your triggers. And those are what create the patterns that cause you to choose the wrong people. So in two minutes, two minutes, we've got 22 days left in 2020. Tell us what we need to do. Well, I'm going to say this, Brad, 2021 is just a new year. People think just because we're, you know, midnight hits of 2021, everything's going to be great. Everything's changed. (laughs) Things only change if we change. And so I can't say enough after the psychological BS that we've had to go through this year with, I mean, honestly, with, with, with COVID and isolation and quarantine, we're not psychologically built for that. It, it, definitely messed with everybody. I'm not, there's nobody free of their life didn't change in many ways. Um, we need to understand how it changed us in dating and maybe what fears we're carrying into 2021, right? Um, and may I say that I, I truly think like January is the busiest dating season of the year. Yeah, And it can it's happen. great. Every, and I'm already seeing it with people reaching out for matchmaking and coaching. People want to get there. They're ready. They're ready for new. They're ready. Sure. I think they are. They're ready for yeah. that. But we need to do it smart. If, if nothing else came out of quarantine and COVID, let it be slow down. This is finding love is about being intentional more than it is about a numbers game. So just because it's the busiest dating season of the year in January doesn't mean you have to be busy going on a date every night uh, with somebody new. It, get clear on what you want, like right. we talked about. Get clear on who you are. Know what things you bring to the table. Know what your deliverables are. Know what you're willing to uh, put up with or not put up with at all. You've got to know yourself. You've got to know your patterns. Break your patterns. Do things differently sure. if you want something differently or differently. If you so want something different. Since you're talking about being smart about it and being intentional about it, you guys missed a great party last night with Love Gen Select. So I'm just saying... Selfless plug, join select, let her do most of the work, and then you're being smart and intentional about it. Yeah, we're going to do some small parties yeah. uh, going forward. It's great fun. Plus, we have um, a uh, a great little uh, fun thing we're launching oh. in January. Uh, shall we say it? No, let's let them just okay. think about it. Okay, but we have- It's going to be great. All it's going to be fun. For all of you looking for love, we've got an amazing yep. venture for, for some of you, that's going to be a blast, a complete blast. So if you're single and you want to play, you need to, uh, mm-hmm. you need to pay attention. We'll be putting it up on social media in the next week. So I uh, awesome. love you guys. Thank you all for listening and being here and, uh, hope you do the homework and, uh, we enjoyed having you and we'll see you next week for the Lovability Show.
Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.